Gentlemen, welcome to No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo. He's a bad film hating while I skating all the while masturbating. That's, That's Mo Pawn. Yeah. yeah. And with me, as always, is the one and only Doug Tilly. He's bow, Doug bow, Tilly, bow, 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 number bow, one super bow, guy. Bow, bow, bow. Mo, yeah. Mo, what? Mo, how what? you feeling, Mo? Fucking tired as shit. Mo is very tired, which is, I think this is the first episode of No Budget Nightmares where we've started and you were feeling it's, very tired. It's so. very rare. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> as longtime listeners know, it's very rare for me to be tired during a uh, recording of this episode, of this show. Yeah, well, well, this it's a little different, though, because usually you want to go to sleep, but this time it's because you were asleep and I had to wake you up in order to record this podcast. Well, yeah, my bladder woke me up, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was working through your bladder. Psych- psychically, yes. Uh-huh. I, I, I willed it to happen. I willed your bladder to I weed it to happen. Uh, like, like we. Mo! Mo, I'm trying to force myself to have the energy, not only that you don't have, but also the mm. energy I'm not feeling, Mo. Right. I, should, I just want to mention right off the top, by the way, that we're recording a day later than we normally record. Uh, and when I say normally, I mean the last three episodes because there's been months in between before that. Um, right. Because we were all set up, Mo, on the Sunday night like we normally record. And then my wife reminded me literally like seconds before we were about to start that uh, the apartment building I'm in, they were going to have a uh, – uh, they were turning off the power uh, for, for some work that they had to do at 9 o'clock, and we – it was like 8.50. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, we can't record. The power's going off. And, Mo, it did. The power went off until, like, the 7 a.m. this morning. I think it was like um, – like it was like minutes. There was minutes yeah. to spare. Well, I said seconds because I thought it was more exciting. But minutes, oh. it's still pretty exciting. Yes, very exciting. But it did mean, Mo, that we had a few minutes to chat about – the subject of today's episode. Now, this is going to be a very strange episode of No Budget Nightmares, Mo. Even stranger than usual, because we're in a bit of a, a, a tricky position, don't you think? I don't think it's tricky at all. I just think... It's tricky! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Tricky, yeah. tricky, really? tricky. Really? So, you are very white. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mo, it, no, despite what you just said, it will be tricky, because... Uh, what's the movie we're watching again? Or we did watch? Uh, well, if you can call it a movie, we watched mm-hmm. uh, Jesus Christ, Serial Rapist. The long-requested return to the work of auteur Bill Zabub. Uh, it's Jesus Christ, Serial Rapist, Mo. And I believe, you know, at the end of the most recent episode, we had certain uh, voiced misgivings about the movie. But I was trying to stay positive. I was like, you know what? We're going to give this a fair shake. We're going to give this movie the respect that possibly 
it deserves. However, now we've both watched it, Mo, and like without giving away your feelings on the movie, what did you think about the movie? <laughs> um. <sighs> oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm I'm very hard pressed to call it a movie. It's yes. Not. Why is that, Mo? Yeah. Look. All right. If you want to, like, I I can't say anything particularly bad about it as, like, a (laughs) fetish porn. Oh, I can. (laughs) You know? Um, Like, but it's, yeah, I guess it's not even particularly good one of those either, but, Mm -mm. uh, I don't know, it's just like, you know, no plot, no real story, no dialogue. it, it's a movie that really leaves you feeling defeated. I know I did at the end of it. and uh, Oh, yeah, and and, the, and and 60 straight minutes of still okay. photography. All right. Yeah, that, I, yeah I'm jumping right to it. He's jumping right to it. So for those who, ha- who really know nothing about this movie, okay, we got to make a couple of things clear. The first one is that there are two versions of this movie or two – I'm actually unclear if there's two versions of this same movie, maybe with different footage, or – that Bilzebub also made a second movie with the same title. Because he also has a movie called Jesus Christ. He has a bunch of Jesus Christ movies. One of them is Jesus Christ, a total douchebag, I think. But anyway, one of the versions of this movie, uh, it has Bilzebub himself in the, the movie, which this one does not that we watch it. Mm. And according to Rocco Martone, who's a friend of the show and was answering some questions because he was involved with some Bilzebub productions, he... He gave the impression to me that the other one is slightly better than this one, which it almost would have to be. By and default. By default, because the version that we saw, the original Jesus Christ serial rapist, and yes, this will be a record for the number of times we say both Jesus Christ and rapist in an episode. This movie ends with 45 straight minutes of still photography uh, from a fetish website, which we will name. <laughs> um because sometimes the watermark is on the fucking images as right. they're on the screen. And all it is is the is death metal playing in the background while the camera zooms slowly in on photos. Or sometimes they're photoshops. And, and that's what it is. 45 straight fucking minutes of yeah. still photography with a Ken Burns effect on it. it I'm, is, glad you, I'm glad you said Ken Burns because I... I, I, I mean, that's the only part about it that I kind of get a kick out of is the fact that he puts the fucking Ken Burns pans on it. <laughs> you know. I started doing my Civil War reenacting voice over it. <laughs> uh, yeah, June, so... June 5th, 1862. <laughs> they nailed me to a tree today. Um, it, it is, it is a fucking... off my panties and raped me. It's a really, really hard movie to watch. And now we we're like we're obviously focusing on this forty-five minute section that ends the movie because it's so mind-bendingly baffling that anyone would even think to put that in their movie. But that is not to say that the forty-five minutes that precedes it are any good because they're really almost equally as bad, just in a slightly different way. Yeah. Now, uh, the other thing we need to make clear is that there is no dialogue in this movie at all. <laughs> And which, even the, which makes watching it just unbearably tedious. And even the plot, like that, that the title promises, is not something that you would ever interpret from the footage you're watching. Right. It is basically a pieced together story that that uses 
uh, dialogue or, uh, I mean, basically it's just text on a screen. Title card. Which says, yeah, this is the plot that's happening, but then the footage itself does not represent that at all. There's no Jesus Christ character in this movie. There's no one who looks like Jesus Christ. There, There is a guy with a tribal tattoo, uh, and that is really the only consistent character throughout the first 45 minutes. And, uh, and even that's not that consistent. And I, honestly, there isn't really any rape in this movie. I mean, it's... Is that fair to say, Mo? Am I, am I being ridiculous by saying that? I mean, there is some uh, uncomfortable-looking women. Sometimes they're laughing, uh, uh, alternating laughing and looking sad. But I, I, will, certainly... I will say, at worst, there's some sexual assault. Yes, there's some, some strongly suggested sexual assault. Yeah. But the only actual uh, sex, if you can even call it that, which includes people wearing their pants and underwear. I was going to say it's, what, it, it's like 15 straight minutes of like dry humping. Is is just dry humping, and it looks yeah. very much consensual. So it's Mo. I mean, she looks. I, I can't even believe the conversation we're having. But you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah but I mean, honestly, if, if someone looking disinterested was uh, was illegal, I don't think I'd ever. Uh, be <laughs> you and me boy. both, brother. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mo, serial rapist from the year two thousand. I don't appreciate my name being put in the middle there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if anyone wants to edit that part out, I just use it in some sort of blackmail scenario with Mo. That's perfectly okay. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. so But we are in a little bit of a pickle, Mo, because there isn't that much to talk about. Like, even in the first 45 minutes, which at least has moving video, mm. um, it's just the same thing repeated for usually like five and six and seven minute stretches while death metal plays. Am I, am I saying that right now? I'm not... Not, I don't mean mispronouncing, but would you describe the music in this movie as death metal? I describe it as shit. Boom. Um, it's. I mean, yeah. If you want to put a label on it, it's death metal. It's. I mean, you know, it's a th- cookie different monster varieties. vocal yeah. nonsense. Yeah. So, for those who don't know, Bill Zabub is kind of a no name in metal circles, not because of his movies, though possibly because of some of his movies, but because he used to have a metal. I guess, fanzine or magazine that was very, very popular, as well as a radio show. So, you know, in metal circles, he's a a known person. Uh, And in cinema circles, he's not, except for a a certain, you know, certain fandom of micro-budget horror cinema. But I have to say that even among those kind of enthusiasts, Mo, his name is usually connected with, like, the lowest of the low pieces of absolute... Horseshit in terms right. of, and honestly, movies that that, from my experience, and I've only experienced a few of his movies that have disrespect, if not dislike, of their own audiences because they promise things they don't deliver. They uh, they they show the least amount of effort possible, as shown in this movie. There, it's really kind of embarrassing for people who make micro budget movies that this guy is even a name that can get distribution. I mean, I I, I don't want to. I feel like I'm going too far here, but I don't know if I am because I feel really insulted by this movie. Right, exactly. You know, and I watch a lot of movies, and I mean, just look at my fucking collection. You know, no thanks. Uh, I I, <laughs> I watch a lot of stuff that was produced by you know hucksters and carnies sure of course and uh and and there's a lot of movies where you know they they have it's a big title it promises a lot and delivers on almost none of it (laughs) but there's an effort there that's not present in this film you know there's a storyline there's a plot they're trying to do something original 
even if it's you know even if it turns out being i mean even movies as bad as like god monster of indian flats which is <laughs> just a huge pile of shit still managed to actually make an eight foot tall fucking you know radiated sheep costume Sorry, I thought you were going to follow oh. that up with something. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, this one doesn't even have that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not saying this movie needed an eight-foot radiated sheep costume, although oh, it probably, man, it could it only probably have would have helped. It would have mm-hmm. helped. They would have nailed him to some pieces of wood, I'll tell you that much. You know, and maybe like, I don't know, three or four lines of fucking dialogue. <laughs> even one line of dialogue. Mo, let's talk about Jesus Christ Serial, serial Rapist from the year 2004. Do we have to? Uh, yes, we do. So I, I have oh, written right. down every piece of text that appears in the movie, Mo. The, so we can taking, follow the plot. Ta- yeah, I was going to say, taking notes on this movie was so fucking easy that I did that too. There is a spelling mistake in the opening title card of this movie. In almost every single one. In almost every single one there is. But in the opening, like the first thing you see, it's and amazing. like the third word you see has <laughs> a spelling mistake in it, which is almost unbelievably poor. Like yeah. this is, like like this is struggling to get a D minus at school work. You know, this is <laughs> this is being held back a year at film school. Can they do that? I don't know if they can or not. <laughs> Maybe do they have a slow class? Does is there a short bus for, <laughs> for film school? <laughs> film school short bus. <laughs> oh my god, that's a podcast title if I ever heard one. I think there it might actually already exist. So I'm just going to read out how the movie starts. By the way, Mo, I can't remember. There's no title card for this movie, is there? Like, the title. It never comes on the screen. Oh, I don't think it does. I don't think it does. And you know what? I think it's because, A, this movie has two titles, at least. And also, I I feel like he made up the plot after he filmed the footage. Probably. And that, that, oh boy, that makes me seethe with rage. (laughs) Let us begin. The schizo, (laughs) Mo. The schizo believing, this is of course meant to be believing, the schizo believing that he was Jesus killed a friend who was thought to be the reincarnation of Pilate. That would be Pontius Pilate from the Bible. Oh. I, I, I added that part for a little extra information. After the murder, Pilate's girlfriend showed up and Jesus thought of better revenge. Okay, so that's on the screen, the text, and that jumps in to the first scene of the movie, Mo. You gotta kick this off with a bang. I guess literally and figuratively. Wow. Mo, what occurs here? What are we looking at? Um, all right. So <laughs> we have a fairly non nondescript looking man holding a video camera and a thoroughly disinterested looking woman uh who is only wearing, you know, panties and stockings, which be- mm-hmm. is a trend, you'll you'll yes. notice. Uh yeah, I mean, you know, he has her sit down on the couch, and he gets all up in her business. Now, she does not look upset. No, she doesn't she look doesn't upset. Look she looks or thoroughly or bored. Yeah. She just looks bored. Yeah. Uh, there's no suggestion here that she's being coerced or that she was Pilot's girlfriend or anything like that. The gentleman in question, we don't really see his face. Uh, it is not Bill Zabub, but uh, it, it is someone with like, all we see is like his tattoo, his tribal tattoo. He's carrying a video camera. He he is filming her from different angles. Then he climbs between her legs, Mo, and then something amazing happens. What happens? 
he dry humps her for 15 fucking minutes. Yeah, he dry humps her for a very, very, very long time. But Mo, let us not think that we're just watching some poor dry humping. No, we're, we also get to listen to some tremendous music behind it, Mo. Now, it did sound like before that you do not care for the genre of death metal, but I think I have a little something that will uh, change your mind. It's the music <laughs> that, that plays behind the dry humping. Let's have a little listen. Oh, is, that what oh. that's, is that what that's supposed to sound like? Do you think... I'm not. I'm just gonna let it play. Mo, do you think that when they're recording music, sometimes like this, that they just are just constantly laughing because of how fucking goofy it must sound? No, the guys who make this style of music, for the most part, I'm not gonna say all of them because I know that there are bands out there with great sense of humor and they sure. kind of understand what they're doing. I feel like this band probably takes itself super seriously yeah at least i think at least one of the bands and again i'm i'm sorry for those who listen to this show who are who are big fans of this style of music i and i apologize that i'm not i also want to apologize for the fact that a lot of fans of micro budget cinema also be seem to be fans of the band kiss uh and a lot of the filmmakers too i don't know why that is mo i know that you like the band kiss and kiss has nothing to do with this movie yeah why bring it do you just are you simply bringing this up a for something to say and b to knock kiss? Yeah, I'm gonna knock kiss a little bit, but also I just don't understand. I guess I do a little bit understand how the fandom intersects, but what a poor band that is. And I I don't like to celebrate things that are bad. That said, I have a podcast called No Budget Nightmares where we do that all the time. Yeah, uh, Mo, but kiss are bad is what I'm saying. And the music Thanks. in this uh, movie, I don't know if it's bad because I don't have a um, ear for this kind of music necessarily. Right. Uh, it, I would think that Bill Zabub, since he is an expert in this kind of music, right? I mean, he did have a magazine and, and a radio show. This must be really good. It just I mean, doesn't honest, sound honestly, good. Yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't think, like, technically speaking, I don't think it's bad. Oh, right, such. right. The musicianship seems to be there. Yeah, I they guess. know how to play their instruments. It's just, to me, that this style is very boring right and also i can't understand what the person is saying and i have an i have a feeling that if i did understand it that i wouldn't like it <laughs> it's probably I, something very stupid i think um, you're singing we, about kit, kitties and puppies oh well you know what maybe i'm uh, coming around on the whole thing <laughs> so anyway they dry him for a bit uh, he does not complete uh, and in fact he does not even take his pants off so uh I'm sure he had a whale of a time. He films her the whole time. She looks bored throughout. And it doesn't, like, go anywhere. It doesn't, like, lead to an act of violence. It just ends, and another title comes on the screen, Mo. Now, do you have that written down? The schizo invited a psychic to his house, but when she did not see the reincarnation of Jesus with her gift, she was punished for being a false prophet, raped and videotaped, as will be the custom Sorry, I don't. I don't mean to laugh at what is obviously a horrible thing that uh, he's written there, but as will be the custom. As will be the custom. Yeah, that 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 line. That was the one laugh I got in this movie. Was the as will be the custom. I thought that was hilarious. Um, also, there's not one period in that title card whatsoever. Every single oh, I mean, pause is a comma. Every single yeah. one. Look, I, well, <clears throat> it's not like the guy had a magazine <laughs> where, where spelling might be something that would be an important look i don't know 
maybe he, the fact that he seems nigh incompetent is part of the uh, joy of it. Mm. I read a lot of small magazines and fanzines. I love it. I love the whole culture, Mo. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I don't I grew, like this. I grew up punk rock, man. I know all about zines. Oh, do you, Mr. Punk Rock DIY? Yeah. All right. Okay. Anyway, that title card is followed by another woman who's also topless, uh, once again, and just wearing her underwear, uh, mm. or underwears, as I like to say. Underwears. Yeah, so this one is thematically uh, closer to what we were expecting out of this movie. She does. She is tied to a piece of wood that's kind of across her shoulders. Uh, she's tied to it. She's not nailed to it. It's not really a cross. It's just sort of a piece of wood. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's getting closer. Same dude before is videotaping her, Mo. But I... I mean, it's just, this doesn't even get to dry humping. She just sits down and the whole thing ends. But I do want to mention some of the decor in the room of this guy who apparently thinks himself the uh, Jesus uh, Christ uh, reborn, Mo. Did you pay attention to what was on the walls, Mo? Some really amazing things. I I really didn't. (laughs) Well, there's a framed picture of a Cadillac car. (laughs) Just there on the wall, you know, as... (laughs) As will be the custom. <laughs> There's also an air conditioner. I mean, it's just, I mean, I started paying attention to the decor because what the fuck else? It's just a topless woman. Look, Mo and I both appreciate the topless arts. We do, right? Yeah. Remember yeah. when we uh, when we reviewed uh, Victor Juliet's director's cut, Mo, and they, they robbed us of a very, topless scene? very disappointed in that. Thanks, I ha- thanks, I've for, bringing, never thanks for bringing up. Thanks for bringing up that past trauma. Well, I'll never forgive him, the director. Who his name escapes me, but <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean that to me that's the, that's a horrible tease. But this movie, to its credit, topless women. I will say that the that's such a entire that's such a, hold on. I, I gotta interject for a second. That's such a joke for the fucking Facebook group. <laughs> Whatever. I got, that's one for me. Okay, the right, rest are right. for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the entire um, concept of topless nudity and the arousal that you may or may not get from that i will say it was i had i started to like my brain started to kind of fold in on itself i could i i was worried by the end of this movie that i could no longer be aroused by the female form (laughs) (laughs) that's what this movie did to me mo i was having like slow zoom anyway we'll get to it and we'll explain it in a little more detail um so this is there is something kind of odd that happens in this scene though so this uh woman Again, never named. She's a psychic. Uh, she never does anything to imply that she's a psychic. She sits down on the couch, Mo. There is a part where the guy moves his hand kind of close to her crotch, and then he like uh, wipes, he wipes his, his hand? fingers on. Yeah. So I mean, I'm guessing there's implied touching happening, but you I, know, yeah, it's not. Shown. And I and I'm totally fine with the fact that it wasn't shown. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. I, I'm starting to think. That Beelzebub doesn't know how sex works. <laughs> right? I mean, it's possible, and, and, right? And just for the record, I think this is actually the last time in the movie. Now, keep in mind, this is only the second woman we've seen in the film. Mm-hmm. And this is the last time, if my memory serves correctly, that we actually see him interacting with any of the women. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in fact, uh, for all intents and purposes, this this gentleman, who uh, gentleman Jesus, he, he, not, he is not part of the rest of this movie. Yeah. And again, no dialogue. <laughs> so, Mo, uh, I'm going to read the next title card. 
He visited a professor of theology in hope of being validated, but she said that Christianity is a lie invented by Constantinople, who wove different religions into one that would be under the control of Rome. He took her, Mo. He took her. Finally, things are kicking into high gear. And by high Uh gear, I mean a woman in a shower, Mo. Except uh, if this isn't... Now she's uh, gagged. She is gagged. She has her hands up above her head. Theoretically, they're tied to a shower rod, which I have to say, probably not the best idea if you're trying to hold someone hostage to tie someone to the flimsiest fucking piece of furniture that everybody owns. Right. But uh, but yeah, so she is. Uh, she. I'll give her credit. Is... I'll give her credit. At least this one looked disgusted. She looks disgusted. I don't know if she looks. She doesn't. She doesn't make any effort to like move or no. like pull at her restraints or anything like that. No, because if she you know, did, the whole thing would fall. But this this is as close as we've gotten so far to what you would would be like a bondage scene. And again, this is clearly meant to be uh, fetish uh, uh, fodder. Fetish fodder. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fetishfodder.com. Fetishfodder.com. Um, though I again, let it, let's make it very clear. If you want bondage porn, uh, there's lots of really great stuff out there. There's it's way the better stuff out there, yeah. Uh, for one yeah, thing, say, definitely don't definitely don't misconstrue this as us fetish shaming because yeah, I we got, are not. I got, I got nothing against fetishes. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, but uh, it's actually weird. I mean, I, I almost want to ask more questions, but I'm not going to. But <laughs> uh, but look, it, BDSM is perfectly healthy. There's lots of uh, amazing material out there that you can enjoy, uh, and so, some of it, you know. It takes it seriously. It doesn't try right. to shoehorn garbage fucking plots. Anyway, this uh, this scene does have some music. Let's listen to it. We should we should clarify for people. This is a different song. <laughs> Maybe some of the some of the music has English speaking voices over it. Uh, this one I'm not sure. Bow. <laughs> I, it's such a cliche to make fun of. This oh this God, I tried. I tried doing it, and my throat just gave out on me. Uh, it just shows Mo to be a death metal singer is a skill, a very specific skill that we should not mock. Because no, it must I don't. Be hard. I don't mock it. Whatever, mm-hmm. do what you got. Do what you want. I just don't. It's not my thing, you know. Your thoughts on burning down churches, Mo? Yay or nay? Oh, I'm fine with that. All right, all right. And that's and that's not what these guys, what those guys would sound like. They'd have really high pitched, shrill voices. Like, what? Well, can you give us a little of that? No, I definitely cannot. <clears throat> all right, Mo. You read the next title card. My uh, dulcet tones are mm-hmm. given out. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Oh yeah, okay, here we go. I should have like highlighted these. Uh he he decided to put his video camera to good use. He would make a video gospel. All would see his gospel of blood. He searched for the first character who would appear. <laughs> so that then gives the rest of this movie license to just have a series of women in uh various stages of undress. Again, this is we're still have actual video happening. Uh and uh, and in certain bondage gear, uh, usually some sort of mouth uh, gag or a ball gag or something like that. We right. start with a woman in white lingerie, Mo, 
wearing a ball gag, and her arm is are strapped to what looks like some sort of exercise equipment in someone's definitely someone's basement because you can see his oars in the background. And <laughs> there's like a punching bag back there, um, and uh, like the camera just sort of moves around her. For some reason, they've put a mirror behind her, so you can see that the person filming is not the tribal man from earlier. It is most likely Bill's above himself. Yay. Yay! There is a styrofoam uh, cooler on the floor next to her. Well, There's also uh, several that makes speakers. Sense. That actually makes sense because when you're, you know, uh, serial raping women because you think you're Jesus Christ, you get thirsty and you, you want a cold drink. What does the the serial killer with a Jesus fixation drink, Mo? What do you think? Squirt. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> So the, this goes on. By the way, so let me explain something about the music in this movie. Wait, I'm sorry. He's into Mo- he's into Mountain Dew, uh, Monster <laughs> Energy, Monster or not Mountain Dew. He's into Code uh, Red. He's he's into uh, metal, probably Monster Energy. Monster Energy drinks. Yeah, that makes sense. So the music in this movie, it's not like it's edited to the music at all. In this middle of a sequence. The song, a song will end, and then another one will just start, as if it's someone's just playing a CD in the. Yeah, it's like a mixed. It's like a mixtape, over a quote-unquote movie. Uh, so this woman, she is tied to something. She looks uh, alternately scared and bored, uh, but neither uh, of them are very uh, intense or believable. Uh, then it cuts to my favorite part of this entire movie, Mo, which is uh, we have triple trouble, where oh. in some. Some hotel room somewhere. This is definitely a hotel room. Yeah. We have three topless women with these poor women with their arms supposedly tied behind their backs, but they're on, they're they're laying on their backs. So obviously their arms are not tied at all because Mm -hmm. they're making no effort at all to move around. Uh, What I really like about it. So you have them, three of them side by side on a bed. But the first one must have been uncomfortable because they've given her an extra pillow behind her head. (laughs) (laughs) She is also the one who seems to be taking this the least seriously because she laughs for like, like all of these sequences last for at least 10 minutes. She's laughing for like seven or eight minutes of it. And the rest of the time, she just doesn't look like anything at all. She's just staring at the other two girls who sometimes are like, seem to be yelling out or talking, but other times they start laughing as well. Is she the one who's wearing the Playboy undies? I believe so, Mo. But yeah. I, that's not the kind of note I take in my, uh, in my it's notes. The, it's the note I took because I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Well, Mo, we are a half hour into this movie. We need to get fucking motoring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't women have it hard enough in this world, Mo? Right. Don't you think? It's hard. Sure. Uh, but anyway, I boy, these poor women. What I did notice in this sequence that made it uh, stand out above all others is that at some point, there's an edit, <laughs> and then it kind of just starts again. Uh, it, it's not exactly the same, but it pretty much is just the same, but there's, like, no edits in the rest of the fucking movie, so... No, uh, that's not bad. true. That's not the first time they've done that, because I, I noted before that um, in, in a couple of the first scenes, there's repeated footage, okay. like, where, where something will happen, and then it'll happen immediately again. Well, there's very few edits in this. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of edits, though. Uh, so it this this sequence ends with one of them laughing, and again, there's no outside of them being topless and sort of looking scared. There's no sexual contact in this, and we don't <laughs> see the person who's filming. This uh, this scene th- in particular kind of pissed me off because, like, you can 
clearly hear them or not hear them see them talking see, to each other yeah. talking to the cameraman you know and like but there's no dialogue it's like that's your i mean your your most cameras have a microphone on them just fucking turn that thing on get a little i like to picture i like to imagine that they were swearing at Bilzebub for being a shitty director. Though ah. <laughs> so he probably would have left that in because that's the kind of thing he gets off to. Your movies are mediocre. <laughs> mediocre. The the text on the screen, Mo, it says the video gospels were not to his liking. <laughs> no shit. Mine either. They were not fulfilling his vision. Perhaps he needed to leave something else behind. Yes, he would have an ear to keep his bloodline alive. Now to choose a suitable mate. And then we see the woman who was wearing the white lingerie before. Now she's sitting in a bathtub with a – not with any water in it, just sitting in a bathtub. Right. Um, she has a ball gag in her mouth. This is the shortest sequence in the movie, Mo. It yeah. only lasts for a couple of minutes. I was so relieved. And then it just – more text comes on the screen. It says, when she did not bear fruit, the schizo believed it was because she was to play a more important role. She would be in the Gospels after all. And he so spelled now we because see... wrong. Yes, he did. Well, I mean, he's incompetent. So we see that same woman again, white lingerie woman. This is this is where the whole concept of the movie comes together, Mo. <clears throat> yeah. She's standing against a really ugly wall. <laughs> uh, and her arms are out, Mo, in a what they call a Jesus Christ pose, as Soundgarden would say. Oh, I call it a uh, Scott Stepp. Oh, I see. <laughs> she has her arms wide open. Wide open. open. <laughs> um, and she has uh, nails in her wrists, Mo. Uh, like nails that you would use to hammer, well, you would hammer nails with. Right. Uh, and there's some blood, in quotation marks, that are coming from these nails. So this is it. The only special effect in the entire movie. Now, uh, th- there is some things to note about this. One is that... Her arms are up as if she's been nailed to the wall. However, as the camera moves around, her arms are not touching the wall. You can actually see them <laughs> hovering in front of the wall. Uh, so you're not supposed to that, notice that. You're not supposed to notice that. But, you know, movies are about the big picture. And the big picture is even worse uh, <laughs> because the nails look terrible. The blood looks awful. She looks, again, bored. Not horrified by the fact that someone has drilled nails Drilled, I guess, hammered nails into her wrists. She does not really seem that bothered by the whole thing. Right. And isn't there music playing over this? There scene? sure is, Mo, and it sounds a little bit like this. <laughs> That's how I do it. <laughs> All right. Excellent. <laughs> It's not that I want to hear like screams on the soundtrack from women right. or anything like that. I right. really don't. But at least it would break up the monotony a little bit. And that's it, Mo. This is what the movie has drawn me to. It wants me to hear screams <laughs> just to drown out the fucking music. Yeah. All right. Now, I want to read the next title one because this is the biggest fucking cop out in the entire movie. It's also the last title we get until the closing mm-hmm. credits. It says, the following video material was sent to television news programs, <laughs> and it was promptly sent to the police. The videotapes were labeled, quote-unquote, Gospels of Blood. Now, here's where the rest of our episode gets super fucking easy, <laughs> because here's where that, you said 45 minutes, but honestly, I believe it's, it's I believe it's 60. It's, it, I think it's somewhere between, 
uh, 50 and 60. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just about an hour worth right. of, as we described at the very beginning, it is just, it's still images, which have come from a uh, specific website, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. And most of them, well, let's let's go in. We can't describe these. Like, here's the thing about this stupid show that Mo and I host. We describe things in great detail, right? That's kind of our deal. So you can follow the plot and we can comment on things as we go through. We can't do that for this. Right. There's just no way. It's just There's not possible. There's literally a hundred photos and most of them are just like from the same photo shoot. So it's just vaguely different. Uh, oh, and, but, and, and in, but even better than that, sometimes it's literally the same photo. Yes. Just yes. back to back. I mean, I counted one seven times in a row. Same photo. Now, let's let's at least give a sense of what these photos are. Okay. Unlike what we've seen already, these are almost all crucifix themed in some way. Right. Uh, so, I mean, every once in a while, there's just kind of uh, regular old bondage stuff or someone like tied to like a, a rack or something like that. But for the most part, it's either women who are in a Jesus Christ pose, often outside, uh, and and often if it's a if it's a real photo and not photoshopped, they're not like uh, nailed to anything. They're just kind of tied to branches in the vague shape of a cross. Right, right. And other times there's photoshops, Mo. Photoshoppery, uh, sometimes with different heads on bodies that don't belong to them. It's it's very poorly done because, again... It's really poorly done. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look, I do not want to judge your kink, and I'm not. If you get off on women... Oh, no, this uh, has nothing to do with kink. This has to do with quality of filmmaking. I also want to make it very, very clear... I was not offended by the content in this movie. No. I mean, I, I'm offended by the idea. Uh, uh, I, I'm Actually, I'm not even going to go that far. I was going to say I'm, I have him turning rape into some sort of joke. But that's not even, there is no joke here. There's no yeah. comedy played with the idea of rape. He does that in other movies that he's made, but not in this one. But it's just like, I'm uh, the only offense I can possibly take this movie is that it wasted my goddamn weekend. Right? Yeah. It's just yeah. such a waste. Yeah. I mean... If you have listened to an episode of No Budget Nightmares before, you know we we'll, we'll, we let shit go. If you give us something even of of average quality, we'll forgive so much. But there's and, and, nothing. And even more so than that, if you look like you're having fun making it, we'll forgive almost everything. But this movie has such... It just wants to shit on its audience. And even shit on the people who might enjoy this material. Because right. they... Loyal perverts, you deserve better. You do. You could have just... By the way, this is just a website in visual form. Just go to the fucking website. You don't have to... Right? I mean... Anyway. So that is how the next, like, 50 minutes to an hour go. It is... <laughs> to give you an idea of how ridiculous this the rest of this movie is, between uh, the audio clip that we just played, or that we're, that we're about to play, which comes mm-hmm. at the 43-minute mark... And then the next audio clip will play, which comes at the one hour and seventeen minute mark. I have six notes, and yeah. I'll and I'll read. I'm gonna read you all of them. Okay, one is literally six or seven pan-ins of the same pick back to back. This is the epitome of quote unquote filler. And then I and then I thought better of myself, and I said, no, no, no. This whole movie is filler. Uh, some poorly photoshopped pics of more fetish porn. And then my favorite note in my in the entire thing is that Raquel Welch. Yes, there and is, it is, and, and it is. By the way, Raquel Welch from what's the movie again, Mo? Like, uh, was that like 2000 BC something like that? Yeah, yeah, the, the very or famous two million Raquel BC. Welch yeah, poster yeah. Fo- uh, 
uh, poster image, she has been photoshopped onto a cross. Yeah. <laughs> Which is honestly the only laugh I got out of this entire movie. Um, well, that ex- and as will become the customer <laughs> custom. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them look like they're tied to your Nan's furniture in her backyard. Uh, <laughs> your Nan. I do have that as one of my notes. Uh, I mean, I'm just I was desperate just to find something to write. Right? What? Well, some of them, for some reason, a lot of the photoshops are like in the background. They're like very calm and peaceful mountainous scenes. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I don't know if that is part of the fetish. Um, this it's anyway. Let's 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 listen to uh, some death metal to calm us down. <laughs> this song actually made me laugh. <laughs> this right here is bordering on black metal. Like if the like I mean, because I listen to a lot of black metal. I think I actually really enjoy it, but. This is this is as close as you're gonna get to black metal as you have in this in this movie, and it's terrible. <laughs> Again, I'm not. I don't want to make any judgments on the music, which is credited and misspelled at the end of it. Um, <laughs> so, as I mentioned before, some of these images have the watermark from the fucking website that they come from, and it's funny because at the end of the movie, uh, Bill Zabub, to his credit, he actually gives a credit to. The, the website that they came from, but that website must have also taken it from uh, from another website because the watermark is different. So the, the watermark that's on these images comes from bondagewoman.net or bondagewomen.net, which do not go to that website. I did, and my malware scanner said, do not go to the fucking website. It, it no longer really exists, does not have the content from before. Right. But he does, uh, Bill at the end, does credit www dot crucified women.com which is apparently where all of these images came from that website mo does still exist i did go to it uh just because i wanted to be on an fbi wanted list at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um the thing is like it's so strange because i feel like either bill or the people involved in this fetish they there's an element of danger to it, right? Because there's a blasphemous aspect to it. I guess oh that yeah, might be... I love non-exploitation movies. Yeah, you know? right. Like yeah, I like I love like sexually blasphemous stuff. I'm I'm totally down with that. I just find this. Well, I find all of this just boring. It just it's so it feels kind of light. I have my note here is that he Bill knows that David Cronenberg made a movie about people getting off to car crashes, right? Right. Like, right. This shit seems so tame in comparison because it's not even like, oh my god, this woman, she's been sentenced to death and now she has to die on the cross. These are just women tied to trees in a nice idyllic outdoor setting, right? I mean, yeah, it actually like, sounds like a fun afternoon. It could be fun, right? Yeah. It's like, here, I'll tie you up and you tie me up and uh, and and that I guess that'll be our evening or something like that. But anyway, we do get some music to listen to. This has some uh, English uh, uh, yelling in it, Mo. Let's have a little listen. Father, I shall destroy for thee. <laughs> Mankind is an abomination. Well, he's got that. Problem. He's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but that like, actually kind of, that almost reminds me of the line from uh, from Brain Dead or Dead Alive, where whatever you know it as, where where the uh, priest goes, "Oh, I kick ass for the Lord." <laughs> I 
he sounded like uh, the crazy world of Arthur Brown, where he goes, I am the god of hellfire, except he sounded a lot better <laughs> than what I just did. <laughs> um, so, like, they must feel so stupid when they're yelling that shit when they're singing their song, right? When no, they're, they're like, you know, it. It's like, ah, ooh, abomination and whatnot. Uh, so let's uh, listen to the last piece of music because I have nothing else to say about this. I a lot of grunting in this else. piece. Let's have a listen. I thought that Bill should have put a, a quick shot of Slave Leia in there just for a second. That would have been fucking So, as we were getting closer to the end of this movie, Mo, I started to think, well, oh God, is this movie even going to have closing credits, right? Because it was getting really close to the end, and it was still just photographs. And what's great is, like, there's, like, 30 seconds left, and a song ends, and another one starts. (laughs) (laughs) What are you even doing? At least sync it up. Um, But, no, it does have, Mo, some text at... Look, I'm just jumping to the end. There's nothing else to talk about. It's just yeah. fucking... No, we'll, we'll, we'll spend the next half hour talking about Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say that the by randomizing his uh, Ken Burns zoom on some of it, there it, there's a lot of really funny zooms because they seem to be focused entirely on the crotches of the people yeah. that are on, on, the, on screen. We do get a final title card mode, but this does not have any more plot. No, the plot is over. Oh, one other thing I wanted to say. Can you imagine... This devious serial killer, this psychopath, Mo, uh-huh. he has he has his gospels of blood, and he sent them to all of these news agencies, and they're like, "Oh my God, what has this crazy serial killer done?" And it's just forty-five minutes of tame, topless fucking uh-huh. photography, just edited together in a row. And they're like, "What are we supposed to do with this?" There, there are countries in the world that would play that on the news. Sure. Right? Those Scandinavian countries, they'll just they'll put anything on TV. Yeah, it's Ted's. Who cares? Right? Anyway, Mo, the final title card does give the credit, or some of the final title cards give the credits for the music. Uh, if you enjoyed any of that music, the bands that played were, uh, I'll start, Void of Silence. Mo, what's the next one? <laughs> oh, I didn't write them down. Oh, uh, I think it's the other one is Dionysus, uh, which is a kind of dinosaur. Uh, the first part, the name of the dinosaur is the name of the band. I added the kind of dinosaur, which is what the word is. But yes, Di- Void Dionysus? of... Dionysus? Dionysus. It's D-E-I... It? Dionysus. Dionysus. Yeah, wait. I, the word I said is not the right word. Yeah, I was going to say, because that's a Greek god. Yeah, yeah. Dionysus is a, is a Greek god. That's right. But it's which, actually, which actually would make more sense, given what the movie's about. Um... No, but the name here is definitely the dinosaur name. Oh okay, yeah. I looked it up. Anyway, oh so so it's that it's that classic metal band Diplodocus. Okay, <laughs> it's a, it's a you know Ankylosaurus. But uh, <laughs> so Void of Silence is the first band listed. Uh, that is spelled wrong. The word silence is spelled S I L E C E because the the band that was nice enough to let you use their music, fuck them, right? <laughs> then it's the dinosaur, and then it ends with Black Pentecost Mo. All right. All of the photographs in the Gospels of Blood were used by special permission from www.crucified-women.com. Hey, I'll tell you what. Save yourself a few bucks. Uh, do not buy. Uh, it, it, do not buy Jesus Christ serial rapist in any form. Nope. Uh, but you, if you want to go over to crucifiedwomen.com, you can probably see a lot of those images that we saw in this movie, Mo. Lucky. 
Yeah, go for it. That was Jesus Christ Serial Rapist from the year of our Lord, 2004. Mo. Yeah. We finished up a little earlier than usual. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm thoroughly surprised that we actually went this long with the episode, if I'm being completely honest. Well, I mean, we, we owe our audience something, even if it is us just confusingly meandering. But, I mean, that's mostly what the show is anyway. That's Mo, all I, the show is. This episode, Mo, has a bonus feature. Does it? Yes, because in my research for this episode, I found an interview with Bill Zabub himself where he talks a little bit about his filmmaking creed and his uh, his kind of theory behind his success as a filmmaker, Mo. Oh, my God. I remember the last time we found an interview where somebody was talking about their filmmaking creed. Uh, what movie was that? I don't know. I uh, guess we'll just sit here. <laughs> no, no, I can't remember what movie it was, but um, it was hilarious. You you sent it to me and everything. It was on a website. Ah, oh, whatever. On a website? <laughs> Doesn't sound like me. Doesn't uh, sound- <laughs> so this is a, a quote from Bill Zabub from an interview I found. I would credit it, but I'm just not going <clears> to. <throat> so I'm speaking as Bill. The mainstream will never embrace me. Duh. Most people who review movies on sites like imdb.com are fans of the big-budget movies. When I was 16, I saw a movie called Desperate Living by John Waters. It was the craziest thing I had seen in my life back then, and I loved it. I had no idea that it was ultra-low-budget. What that means is that I loved indie films without realizing it. There are some people who say they are into micro-cinema just to sound cool. Not me. I had a real love for it. And maybe that's why I make movies like that. I can't make a movie that looks like something from Hollywood... I don't get a budget awarded to me. I pay for everything. So I provide what Hollywood can't. Racial jokes, blasphemy, gratuitous nudity, metal, and offensiveness beyond imagining. The only time I was surprised by reviews and reactions was when I shot my stereotypes comedy. I tried to see how far I could go, and I actually played the part of a Negro. Yes, I was in blackface. I expected to get on the news, but instead of people getting pissed, I was hailed as making an anti-racist movie. Magazines like Steppin' Out and The Aquarian wrote reviews like that. So instead of getting known for controversy, I was respected for being socially aware. Very disappointing. Okay. What do you think, Mo? I think he's up his own ass. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> uh, he's also on, uh, he's regularly accused of uh, being racist. Uh, I I'm not going to confirm that because I haven't seen some of his work, uh, which uh, which has uh, which is what led to people saying that. But it certainly is an accusation that if you look up bills above and racism, you see all the time. Um, and uh, but I think at the very least, he is one of those guys who rail against this whole PC culture mo that's ruining the state of cinema today. Which is why he's got to be the guy who goes out and makes unwatchable fucking garbage that uh, no one could possibly enjoy yeah i was gonna say i mean if you i mean here's the thing you can't be that guy who's railing against pc culture and then make a huge pile of shit like it has to be like acerbic and fucking like bitingly witty you know in order to get away with with that sort of mentality you can't just make a piece of shit and be like well i made this fuck you libtards you know but it's also it's also very much like like this will piss off the squares right i'm gonna call it something really offensive and it's like but that but that's fucking 14 year old mentality though it's also this movie came out in 2004 and that's his only gimmick yeah 
Anyway, this movie's terrible, uh, but that does, Mo, bring us to a very, 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 very important question. Don't is I... it so... Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask it, Mo. Is Jesus Christ Serial Rapist the worst movie we've... Wait, I, I didn't say movie right just then. Is it the worst movie we've ever covered on No Budget Nightmares? I'm going to say no mm. for one reason. Uh huh. This ain't a fucking movie. Oh, I mean, it does have a beginning. There is footage that was shot for it. It is edited in some sort of sequence. It is telling a story, even if it's a very poor and poorly uh, spelled one. Uh, Mo, I, I, I mean, certainly you could call it an experimental film. All right, fine. If we want to go like the Infinity av- Wars, if we want to go, yeah, right. If we want to go the avant-garde route, fine. Yes, this is probably. Very likely the worst, the worst thing we've watched. I mean, it begs the question, Mo: Is this worse than Nightmare Museum, which I think is still our our clear winner for worst movie ever covered on the show? Yeah, but I and I'll still give it to Nightmare Museum only because Nightmare Museum has a plot and has shit that happens and there's fucking dialogue and you know, I mean, like you can actually call it a movie. Like this, yeah, sure. If we if we want to get into like the experimentation aspect of it, you know, and I've watched plenty of experimental avant-garde nonsense in my day. You know, I went through a real pretentious period in my late teens. You know, um, but here's I like the, th- the fact. Sorry, Mud. I just just came to mind. I like the fact that the movie he uses as an example of micro-budget cinema is like the first John Waters movie with a budget. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and it's a great fucking movie, too. It's not Mondo Trasho, right? It's not Eat Your Makeup. It's fucking Desperate Living, which is an amazing movie. But it's just like, no, he doesn't even he doesn't even go up his own ass. Right. Right. Exactly. Now, had he said Mondo Trasho, which I fucking own, by the way, if he had said Mondo Trasho, I would have been okay. I can see where he's kind of coming from here, you know, but John Waters has been like has been like an art has been an artist since day one you know like the way he used music in mondo trasho specifically the way or in all of his movies really the way he used music to help convey the storyline like it worked and everything made fucking sense and yeah it was weird and and didn't have much of like an actual plot but you know but it worked and you knew what was happening and it was somewhat interesting although mondo trasho is a little boring (laughs) Well, it's also, I mean, at least there's effort on display. There's effort. Absolutely. Absolutely. But no, I mean, like you can't, like, don't try to compare yourself to John Waters. Just don't. And even John Waters went through phases. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, you know, look, the fact that we're even using these two names. (laughs) Oh, it's, 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 it's insulting to John Waters, really. Yeah, it is. Anyway, Mo, I'm going to agree. I think I'm agreeing with you. That this is worse than Nightmare Museum. I think this is a worse movie. I think it's a more unpleasant experience. Which, considering that Nightmare Museum almost drove me insane, yeah, uh, is really saying something. But here's the thing: nobody could sit down. Like, even if you wanted to get your dick hard to watch this, right? If, even if you're doing it for that purpose, you're not going to watch the whole thing, right? right? Right. So there's no reason for anyone to ever sit down and watch this from beginning to end. There's no purpose to it. Yeah. And if you are, boy, like, you're telling me you're not going to fast forward a little bit when you get to the hour-long montage? I mean, 
I want to hear from anybody who listens to this show who li- watched this and enjoyed it because I want to hear your perspective on it. I honestly, I, yeah. sincerely do. Yeah, me too. Look, legit. Because, I mean, you know, I know you watched this in fast motion and I watched it in even faster motion. Um, and like, I, so that... I watched for- the first half in regular speed. But look, <laughs> that, that montage, I try to be like the voice of... I'm going to take this seriously on <laughs> no budget nightmares and I'm going to like, I'm going to watch it, but I could like, I did watch every frame of this, but yeah. I mean, there was nothing to see. It's just a slow fucking zoom for an one, hour. One, once I realized that I could get away with watching this at four times speed, which is by the way, the fastest I've ever watched uh, a movie on the show. Normally I never go past 1.5. I watched, I once I realized I could get away with watching this at four times speed and still be able to take notes and still follow the quote unquote story. Um, you know, pausing to write down the, uh, the title cards. Uh, but once that last title card came, I plowed through that, you know, and those, and that 10 minutes, that it took me to get through the last, you know, 40, 50 minutes of this right. uh, was tedious as fuck. I know. I know. The, watch. Tell if you have seen this, even if you didn't enjoy it, let us know. But tell us how you got through the second half of this movie. I am legitimately curious. And also, I'm keeping an um, open mind. I am not going to criticize you if you enjoyed this. I just want to hear yeah. your perspective. Uh, unless your bills above. I used to think that maybe I'd want to talk to him at some point and maybe interview him on the show or maybe, you know, something like that. Honestly, I I feel really disrespected. <laughs> <laughs> it's not at all. I do not feel offended. Believe me, I do not. But I feel no. like he doesn't give a shit about the people who pay for his work and the people who watch his work and the people who write about his work. And it's just like, it's like if you're disinterested, why the fuck are you boring the rest of us with it, you know? Right, exactly. But that's enough about bitching about this movie, Jesus Christ, Serial Rapist. We don't even have to say the title anymore, at least for a while. Uh, I do want to give, Mo, before we talk about what's going to be on the next episode of uh, No Budget Nightmares, I do want to do a shout-out to some recent Patreon. I want to give a shout-out to Robert Robert Long, because he's never going to listen to this episode, so he'll never hear this. We did hear from a couple people who said that they were not going to listen to this episode specifically. And honestly, I cannot blame them. We knew this was going to be slightly controversial uh, and and reasonably so. I mean, we were wrong to choose to watch this movie. Yeah, yeah, we we picked the wrong movie. We we did a bad thing. I'm a a bad little boy. I'm a bad boy. Uh, But I do want to give a shout out to some recent Patreon subscribers. Yeah, let's do it. Nathan Lambert, who uh, was nice enough to uh, to uh, toss a little money our way, uh, and it's a good thing because hosting just came, <laughs> mm. uh, and uh, and we have a few uh, domain names that are just about to come through as well, and also to zero seven three films who recently pledged. Guys, thank you so much. Um, and uh, we really can't do this without your support. Obviously, sometimes we can't do this even with your support. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes we watch movies like this, and it we feel entirely unsupported, Mo. But thankfully. Uh, <laughs> Thankfully, Mo, you're my athletic supporter. Yep. Yep. I keep Mo. you. I keep you snug. That's right, snug like a and, dog and protected. Oh, Mo, on the next episode of No Budget Nightmares, the podcast that you and I both host, I have chosen a movie for us to watch. Isn't Good. that correct? You did. I thought after this movie, we deserved a treat. <clears throat> so. Uh, when I was in Toronto last year for the What the Film Festival, we screened a film that was made in 1995 
and then sat on the shelf for, I think, uh, until 2009, where it was finally uh, completed and edited. And then its official release date after that, I think, was 2012, even though all the footage is from 1995. Are we watching the Miami Connection? We are not. (laughs) We are not watching Miami Connection, but I'll do you one better. We're watching the Japanese-filmed, semi-Evil Dead remake, Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell, also known as Bloody Muscle Builder in Hell. I can't wait. This movie is... (laughs) fucking bonkers i i i wasn't sure entirely if it fit the bill for no budget nightmares but it's it's like super low budget it is made it's very diy it really actually encompasses sort of the uh ethos of the show that we present here and also look man we deserve a treat and i'm promising you mo this one is a treat on Um, the next episode of no budget nightmares bloody mussy bloody (laughs) bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell from 1995, 2009, or 2012, depending on where, what you uh, what you want to say. It's going to be a good time. I am looking forward to it. Mo, where can people find out more about the podcast, No Budget Nightmares? Oh, well, I mean, if they want, they can go right on to uh, the old Facebook there and do a search for No Budget Nightmares, or go right to facebook.com slash groups slash No Budget Nightmares, one word. We've gotten a, uh, since we've had a string of episodes released lately, we've gotten a lot more people getting excited about No Budget Nightmares, getting in on the conversation, Hot telling dog. us that they feel, feel sorry for us for having to watch this movie. All sorts mm. of really nice people over there. And again, if, you, uh, if you're if you interested in micro-budget, no-budget, DIY cinema, that's the place to be. Uh, but if you want to check out older episodes, you can go over to nobudgetpodcast.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you would like. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at nobudgetpodcast. Uh, you can also follow both Mo and myself on Twitter. He is at DrunkOnVHS, and I am at, tell me, Mo. <laughs> you are at Doug underscore Tilly. That's T-I-L-L-E. Why? Why? If you want to check out the latest episode of No Budget Nightmares, it's over on dorkshelf.com. Uh, we love our friends over at dorkshelf.com. Mo, mm. you watch any uh, interesting material lately? Or you just been playing some video games? Or, uh, what's I've been it? playing a lot of God of War lately. Uh, that game is basically a movie. It's phenomenal. Uh, but no, I did uh, I did go see Infinity War uh, twice, actually, this weekend. Oh my god, holy shit! Well, I have I not went... seen it once! <laughs> <laughs> well, I went by myself um, the other morning, and then uh, I knew that my nephew, uh, who has a very hard time of keeping his mouth shut, was going to mm. go yesterday to go see it. Uh, so I treated my sister to go see it so that she could watch it before he spoils the entire movie for her. Um, yeah, and it was fun. I mean, like, it's, you know, an emotional roller coaster, a lot of fun. Uh, I really loved it. I thought it was great. Great. Yeah. Good. I have not seen it. I'm, I'm planning on seeing it this upcoming uh, weekend. Uh, and, uh, I'm, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm not one of those people who, like, are over the moon for Marvel movies, but I enjoy a lot of the ones that I've seen. I enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. I know you did too, Mo. Yeah. Um, and I just rewatched Civil War uh, with Jill because she's going to see the movie and has not seen most of the Marvel movies. So I felt like at least this will catch her up on most of the characters and their motivations right. for the most part. Um, but yeah, so that should be uh, some fun on the bun, Mo. But have you, you haven't seen any <laughs> other movies lately? Uh, I'm sure I have, but I'll be damned if I can fucking remember. I hear some people in the background, Mo. Are they telling you to get off? 
No, I it's mean, my it, my my niece crying, and you know, standard day. Standard day. I I will say Mo that I finally, um, so I don't know. Have you ever signed up for Filmstruck before, Mo? No. Filmstruck is, of course, the streaming service that uh, it it Turner Classic Movies and Criterion. I mean, it basically combines those two into some amazing movie uh, uh, streaming machine. Huh. Uh, and it's not, it is not available here in Canada at all. And uh, even though you can get it through your computer, I never was able to get it kind of substantially on my television. But uh, I finally got on my Roku a U.S. account that allowed me to sign up for the Filmstruck app, which then I was allowed to then sign up to an account and i have to say it's fucking amazing yeah <laughs> it really is great um and i strongly recommend it and if they ever have make you been a real, PS... you, you've been just re-watching the criterion collection version of robocop over and over that, again. hey you, you you joke but no i haven't but that would be great <laughs> <laughs> no i mean they have tons of like special features and commentaries and all the intros from Turner Classic Movies. I know this is very dorky, but I watch movies that are not micro-budget movies sometimes, and it's nice to be able to see them uh, in in this kind of pristine form. Sure. I just I, I have a good time with it, Mo. But uh, I also uh, oh, I also watched a movie, Mo, that you might be familiar with. It's called Dangerous Men. Do you know this movie? Uh, the name sounds super familiar, but uh, the plot it was, is. It, it was released by Draft House Films, uh, I think, a couple of years ago. It was made all throughout the 80s. It was this uh, businessman who fled, I think he fled Iran to uh, come to the United States and then over a period of like 15 years, slowly filmed this movie, which makes no sense at all. Very much in the vein of something like uh, Miami Connection in some sure. ways. Um, but th- it's it's not nearly as good as that movie. I think they really wanted it to be. Like, they found this print of it, and we're like, we're going to release it, and it's going to be this new cult classic. I don't think it's that good, but it is very weird. And it is it shows the obsessions of the person making it in a way that all the best kind of outsider art does. Right. Uh, there's this great sequence where a woman wants to is trying to kind of um, trick a man into sex, so she tells him to lick her belly button while rubbing her knees, which is just... <sighs> like, it's honestly... It's worth watching once, uh, but it's also one of those movies that without a, an audience all whooping it up and laughing at it, it's, uh, it probably is not nearly as enjoyable. I watched it by myself. <laughs> it had its moments, but it certainly wasn't uh, any great shakes. But probably fun to watch once. All right. Mo, I think we got to stop recording this episode. Yeah. <laughs> you ran out of steam. I ran out of steam. <clears throat> but it's okay because we're finished. And what's even better, Mo? is in a couple of weeks, we get to watch Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. <laughs> Directed by Shinichi Fukuzawa, written by Shinichi, Shinichi Fukuzawa, starring Shinichi Fukuzawa. It's a, it's, a, it's a one-man show, Mo, and it is fucking amazing. Awesome. All right, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Good night, everybody. Good night, folks. Father, I shall destroy... For thee!